on today's episode of Bet Bath and Beyond, Andy and Ian talk fantasy football for pretty much the whole episode. Uh, also, we are going to be moving our podcast to once a week, starting very shortly in the next upcoming week. Um, we just have another podcast coming out that's going to be about fantasy football specifically. Bet Bath and Beyond is not going anywhere. It is going to be once a week, and it will still be out on Fridays. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this. Three, two, one, go. I am Ian Peacock. And I am Andy Heidemann. And I hate sports betting. No matter what you say, I'm betting 100 on it tonight. Welcome to Bet Bath and Beyond. Brought to you by B3TSports.com. Go to B3TSports.com. We have fresh content out on the daily, whether it's this podcast or Andy talking about fucking fantasy or me talking about NFTs or Zed Run. We got it all. Johnny Walks oh, is yeah. talking about the Mariners. He's talking about the, the time. Dolphins. Did you got a Dolphins blog coming he, out? He, dude, I don't know. He wrote about football a lot last year, but uh, and he is a Dolphins fan. But he's really into baseball right now, so... Uh, how's this, it going? this episode brought to you by, you can see it. Michael Bublé. This is, this is actually huge for our sponsorships because we have video <laughs> yeah, now and we can actually show you the can. Uh, this one is the Blackberry can. I Only, actually love Blackberry sparkling waters and like Blackberry ciders. Or, oh, it's I mean, great. Ciders, seltzers. Those are really good. Blackberry is a very underrated fruit. <laughs> I'm thinking... <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, of all the fruits, how underrated is Blackberry? Yeah, actually, probably. that's probably a lie. Blackberries in everything, probably. Like, there's Blackberry pie, there's Blackberry, like you said, seltzers, Blackberry fucking tea, Blackberry alcohol. Blackberry is everywhere. You know what's an underrated fruit? I'll tell you what's an actual underrated fruit because I had it today and I usually never have it. And when I was eating it today, I was like, damn, I should eat this fruit more. Peaches, kiwi, oh, peaches, kiwi's also another one. Kiwi's kind of an exotic, expensive I don't like fruit. Kiwi. It's got a tart. I like kiwi flavor, like in things like strawberry kiwi. Mm. Yeah, that's good. strawberry kiwi Kool Aid. That's that's yeah. But peaches, and I'm just talking about eating peaches on their own. Underrated peaches are delicious. I, I would agree. Peaches, mango. I'm a I'm a bitch for mango stuff. That stuff is good. Mango and pineapple. I like pineapple too a lot. But pineapple's pineapple? not really underrated. No, pineapple's not underrated at all. Pineapple's a, is a huge over. Pineapple a, might even be overrated. I mean, it's good. I love it. But I mean, like, it could still it could still be overrated. Uh, right. So how's it going? Th- this is episode two of our uh, vacation week. We're still gonna be putting content out, obviously, because we don't we're built different. But built we, different. Uh, but it's not gonna be the day before or anything like that. Um, and the last episode we talked about. Uh, fantasy football so i think we're gonna do it again for this episode we're gonna it's a two-part fantasy football bonanza hopefully like i said it in our last episode you haven't drafted your team yet you should not be drafting uh, your team yet this early unless you're insane or you're doing like a special draft uh right. I, I, I was, for i'm gonna Andrew. draft <laughs> i'm gonna draft right now and you saw it and you looked disgusted when when you heard about it um, it is a 16 a three, tight ends, 16 quarterbacks. No, no, no. It's a, it's a 10 team tight end premium league with 
you have to start three tight ends and three quarterbacks, and then you get six flex spots, and that could be either wide receivers or running backs. Right. Um, and, and that's all your team is, and I think you get like five bench spots. Um, and that draft is a slow draft, so that's going on. Like, I might end up having to draft in the middle of this podcast. We'll see what happens. Really? Um, well, if you actually do, you have to say it out loud. I, you have to say you know, what I you're could, doing. I could tell you right now that um, – let me see – who is available because I, I just drafted my last, my last pick actually was Antonio Brown at the 14, 14.4 spot. Uh, the Jesus next pick I have Christ. is the next spot I have is the 15, seven and the people in my queue are Brandon cooks, Ronald Jones and Curtis Samuel. Those are the guys I'm kind of looking at. Hit us with the, so. I mean, we don't have to go through all 14 rounds, but hit us with your right, like right. top five. Uh, so my first pick of the draft one Oh seven, I was seventh overall. I picked George Kittle. Uh, I was one pick away. I would have gotten Kelsey. Damn, um, that has to hurt. That has to it hurt. It does. I, I almost didn't go Kittle because you have to start three quarterbacks. I almost went Dak, but I didn't. I went Kittle. That's a good. There that's are, a good call. He's he's not going to play. He's is no Dak is going to play. No, his legs broken. His legs broken. Andrew. Uh, but Dak did go the next pick. Um, my my second round pick was Aaron Rodgers for my quarterback, and then my third round pick was Mark Andrews. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's and then, go. Uh, then Trey Lance and Taysom Hill were my other two quarterbacks. Um, Trey not, Lance. Trey Taysom Lance. Taysom Hill. Taysom I took only because I his rushing upside is really, really good for fantasy football. Even if he doesn't play like phenomenally at the quarterback position, as long as he's out there and starting, he's going to get you fantasy points. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, he's going to be involved in that offense no matter what, right? It's just a matter of how. Jameis um, Winston's going to be taking over that job pretty soon. You understand that, uh, right? Well, so here's the thing. I thought about drafting uh, Jameis and drafting um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I just love that because move. I, I love that move. I, I thought about doing it. Somebody picked him before me. Damn. Before I could in my next round, yeah. But um, that's kind of what the team structure is looking like. I'll probably post something. Uh, from the B3T Twitter, just so people can get it. I'll be like, "What do you think of this draft?" Because people are gonna think it's fucking weird looking at it. Um, I definitely do for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking running backs today. These are again same as last episode. These are PPR, which is points per reception. Running backs can score crazy amounts of points in this like format. Uh, we're gonna start with number twelve. It is a coincidence. Number twelve on last week's or last episode's list was Terry McLaurin. Number 12 on this list is Antonio Gibson, running back for the Washington Another football Washington football team player at number 12. Antonio Gibson, I don't like. And let me tell you why I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the Washington football team. Uh, he, Gibson's not a number one. He's not a number one. He uh-huh. might be a number two. I The Washington football team has a, kind of a modge podge. He's not like the main running back. There's also McKissick. Remember McKissick? He is a good pass catcher. He's a great pass catcher. Uh, I have him on Dynasty, so maybe I'm a little biased, but <laughs> I'm not sure. I, Aaron, I, I'm getting a little ahead, but I love the Aaron Jones pick at number 11. I don't like this. Sure. Pick. I do not like this. So, so the reason I've got Gibson here is because I do like his talent. I like because you also have to think about Gibson can catch the ball too. Um, he's shown that he can. And this is also the coach, Ron Rivera, who appropriately used Christian McCaffrey for two years. If anyone's going to use a dual threat running back to the highest ability, it would probably be somebody like him who has worked with Christian McCaffrey. 
I think that his upside is there. Antonio Gibson's not going in the first round. As a matter of fact, he's going toward the back of the second round, depending on your draft. If you happen to get Christian McCaffrey 101, and then at at 212 in the second round, you get Antonio Gibson as your running back two, I think that that's a really good setup one-two punch. Because you that's, said it yourself. You'd love, that's if you know, he, he, yes, if he I agree with that. Yeah, yes, you know I, mean. I agree with that. If you got Christian McCaffrey at 101 and then get Gibson at the end of round two, that's a solid one-two punch right there. And I think that's a steal for you. Uh, 11, we've got Aaron Jones. I a love this pick. People... I love Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones. I don't yeah, know why people, people sleep on him sometimes. I don't know. Okay, it's it's funny that you say that because I think Aaron Jones is an extremely talented running back. He I think is. that he falls. He can in, catch. I think he falls into opportunity sometimes because the Green Bay Packers sometimes he he just I don't feel like I love him as much as other running backs. When I posted this article to Reddit, um, I was there are a lot of people who are very upset that Aaron Jones was only at eleven. Lots of people are upset that he's not top five. He finished top five last year. But I had to say I had to like defend myself. I was like, you know, Christian McCaffrey was out, Barkley was out, Chubb did not play a full sixteen. Like these are guys who are going to finish above him and push him back. I mean, it's. Just- I wouldn't pick. Yeah, I wouldn't pick him top five. He's definitely. I like him at number eleven because one, I really like him, and I think you could get him at eleven. I think it's very possible mm-hmm. that someone gets him at number eleven in the first round. Oh uh, yeah. So. I- I'm kind of viewing this as like I wouldn't take Gibson first round. I wouldn't I don't think I'd ever take Gibson first round. I think I'm taking Aaron Jones towards the back of the first round. That you're right that he finished five only because a bunch of other running backs were hurt. And the Green Bay Packers are a weird team and they also have like two other running backs slash fullbacks that do a lot of carrying. There's another another example for the Green Bay Packers is there are teams who get into the red zone and they and almost there's like 30, 33% of them are like the Green Bay Packers where they like to throw the ball. Like, you know, not a lot of teams throw the ball in that red zone. They like to run it first. Green Bay has Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, so they like to throw it. They like to throw that end zone right. fade. That limits Aaron Jones' upside in the red zone. It's just what it is. It's not his fault, but if you're playing fantasy, you don't really care whose fault it is. You just care who's producing. Um at number 10, we have Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He had kind of a rough season last year, not because it was poor, but because it wasn't what people expected. People were expecting a little bit more, but he was also a rookie. I think that this year, there's no Lev Bell on the team. Uh, he is the clear cut number one running back for these guys. He can catch the ball, and it's the same kind of deal as the Tyreek Hill thing. As long as Patrick Mahomes is slinging it, He's going to get a bump because it's the best offense in the NFL, without a doubt. He was number 22 last year. He finished number 22 he was not, last year. He, he, he missed some games, um, I, and that's that'll happen. I mean, you're never going to take very few guys. Would you take Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round this year? I would not take Clyde in the first round. I, I wouldn't either. Maybe you would take – I would might you take, take him at the end of the second. Would you maybe. take – Okay, okay. Well, then here's something interesting because I've already said that I would take Aaron Jones in the first round. Would you take Aaron Jones in the first round? Uh, it depends where I'm at. I'm exactly. not taking him in the first. I'm not taking him in the first eight. Probably sure. not the first ten. Sure, but you there's a pot, there's a part of you that would take Aaron Jones in the first round. There's a there's a good chance that you would take uh, Gibson at the back yeah. of the second round. You wouldn't yes, even yes. take 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round, and you might take him in the back right. of the last round. So that already means but, that you value so, Aaron Jones and Gibson over Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, a little bit. But the, again, we talked about this previously. Checkmate. The, checkmate. Well, brought there, to you by that checkmate. Brought to you by BlackBerry Bubbly. So there's there's <laughs> risk involved, right? Like, so you you want to make sure that your pick at the your highest pick is the least risky pick you make because it's it's your most valuable pick, right? So as you go down, your risk gets higher and higher. Like your tolerance for risk should get higher and higher, right? Not by much from round one to two or from two to three, but a, a little bit. I think for me. Clyde's upside is what makes him attractive. I won't draft him in the first or second round, probably, but if he falls to me in the third round and my running backs are, I mean, now think about this. Think about your running backs being Christian McCaffrey in the first, 101, and then at the 212 or the 210, you've got Gibson, and then you're the first pick in the third round and you grab Clyde. In a PPR league, yeah, you don't have any receivers, but there's lots of value at wide receiver in the fourth and fifth round in general. You're not going to get a stud. But you could definitely get CeeDee Lamb to be your one. Sure. I just fourth, you know. But but what I'm saying is in that scenario, you're taking Gibson over Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, no, you I, you are. I'm just I'm just saying that like I think that his upside is what makes him attractive. Even though he's getting drafted in that third round range, I think that he has the opportunity to finish in the top twelve. I think he very well could finish at ten, just overall. Did anybody in it's, the Reddit did anybody in the subreddit that you posted this article to have a problem with Clyde Edwards being on this list? That no one commented about that. Again, honestly, like sixty percent of them were about Aaron Jones not being. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I not love that. Lie. I love that. But there are a lot of Packers fans too, so sometimes you got to weed that shit out. Because right? mm. sometimes, yeah, but like, he did finish top people, five. He did. Ta- he did finish. Top yeah, five. no, he did. He absolutely did. Um, number nine, we got Nick Chubb. This one is a little scary for people. It's PPR. He's not a pass catcher like Kareem as much, but he is he is Derrick Henry-esque. He's a big dude. He has phenomenal running skill. He has great vision, good speed. If he could catch the ball more and he didn't have to split the touches, he'd be way higher on this list, but he does have to split the touches. And I just think that being number nine is not necessarily bad, but I think that he would be better off if he could have an individual role. But both of those guys, I think, still are going to be playing for the Browns in the next two years. So you're going to have to factor that in when you're looking at I totally agree. No problem over here with that pick. I love Chubb, even though he plays for the Browns. I just love him as a running back, specifically mm-hmm. as a fantasy owner. I would love to have him on my team this year. It does suck. He has to split the carries with uh, Kareem Hunt, which is why, I mean, I, I think nine makes sense. I I take him in the back of the first round top of the second round, yeah. but he's not going to be my top six pick just because yeah, he has to no. split those carries. Uh, number eight, we have Austin Eckler. He, again, he, I think he's, I think he's shifty. I think he's athletic. He's hurt. He, he was hurt most of last season. He was hurt. He wouldn't be this high if he did not catch as damn well as he does. He catches the he's ball so catcher. well. He makes phenomenal moves. With that wasn't legs. a gay joke, by the way, that wasn't a gay joke. He's <laughs> just a really good catcher of the yeah, football. Exactly. And he, he, uh, he, well, he's just I, they're they're good on the goal line. Herbert, like they have the most improved offensive line this year, like without a doubt. Um, it's just I think that the Chargers have a really good shot of putting Austin Eckler in the best possible situation for him, and they paid him. Like people forget, did he, he get got paid? The bag. He, he got, got the bag. paid. 
Um, he did. It was last year. It was right, right before, right before he, he got, got hurt, hurt which is <laughs> which is unfortunate. But good for him, you know, like securing it. Um, I think he is athletic and explosive, and with Herbert there and the offensive line upgrade, I can definitely see him, especially in PPR number eight. Uh, number oh, sorry. No, I, I'm done with Eckler. That great pick. I'd pick Eckler too. He got the bag. Good. He was hurt most of last season, so it's hard for me to really form an opinion. I've got a really short term memory. I'm like a fucking goldfish. So the fact that he yeah, was hurt, be a goldfish. So the fact that he was hurt. Same thing with Saquon. The fact that they were both hurt last year. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be like, uh, well, I mean, clean slate or. I just don't know. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you want from me, right? You want me to go back in the memory bank for 2019? It's not going to happen. But I mean, I'm if laughing. If you're basing off of Saquon, should be definitely number two, 100%. 100%. I'm drafting Saquon in the top three if I've got the top three pick. Uh, I'm laughing at Jonathan Taylor as number. You don't I'm like, jo- you don't like Jonathan Taylor? I uh, Jonathan Taylor. just know how much you love him. You're He's your golden boy. He's your golden boy, Andrew. <laughs> He is. He was electric in Wisconsin. Uh, he was. It took him a while to get going in the NFL because it just that rookies it sometimes does. Um, he was never ever bad. He just wasn't what people expected until the back half of the season. Though I mean, he finished last year as the running back six, and he really didn't play that well until the that final sh- that shocks seven me. weeks. That shocks me that he, that he finished that yeah that yeah. high. I had no idea or that low. I'm just surprised he racked up over a thousand yards, twelve touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He finished number six in the league as a rookie. I didn't think he was that good. I don't remember he, him being he, that good. He is super good. Now he wouldn't have gotten the opportunity that he did unless Marlon Mack got hurt. Marlon Mack tore his Achilles. Um, some people are concerned because. Marlon Mack is back with the team. He's recovered from his Achilles. Anyone who comes back from an Achilles injury for fantasy football is not relevant in the history of doing so. It just doesn't typically happen. Miracles could happen. Who knows? But I'm not concerned with that. He is a he definitely is a power running back, and they gave him the opportunities at the end of the season. If they're going to trust him to hold the rock like they did at the end of the season for the entire season – I see no reason that this man cannot be a phenomenal asset to your team. Now, where he's being drafted, it's a little risky. He's being drafted in the first round. He's being drafted at seven, eight. Not, it's just, for some I'm people, that's a little rich. Uh, and that's a little rich for some people. If you happen to get him at the end of the first, where you can stack him with somebody where it's like Taylor and then Kelsey maybe right away in the second or something like that, you know, where you can get like, there's the risk, but I'm getting the guaranteed production from Kelsey and a positional advantage. You can kind of balance your team that way. Um, I think he will definitely finish here unless he's on your team already because of a keeper or a dynasty league. I think it's really tough to draft him, Uh, but I like his talent. I think another year under his belt, that offensive line is crazy. Their defense is good. They designed that team specifically for bad quarterback play. Phillip Rivers was (laughs) playing there for God's sake and they won games. They made the playoffs. Philip Rivers throws like a fucking girl, dude. He literally <laughs> throws like a girl. I'm not even trying to make fun of him. He's a he's a great quarterback. He doesn't belong in the Hall yeah. of Fame, but he's a great quarterback. <laughs> okay, it's you, it's the Hall of Fame. He might come back and play. He's not coming back. He's not coming uh, we'll back. Go over that in a second. He's going to be coaching high school ball until he dies. Uh, but listen. He just didn't have the strength last year. He literally looked no, like he, he was didn't. throwing like a little girl. And I think it was his time. 
Now, speaking of a risky play in Jonathan Taylor, the next quarterback we're about to talk about is pretty much as safe of a pick as you can get because Ezekiel Elliott is someone who did not do shit last year, but Mm -hmm. still is a safe pick (laughs) just because he's going to get the ball so many fucking times. If you just think about when you say he didn't do shit last year, you I mean it's like you just think about it. You cannot recall any spectacular plays. It, no. He finished as the running back nine. I know he finished top ten. He finished I, top ten, but his, I, I his goldfish, goldfish. I don't remember anything. He, here are his here are his fantasy finishes over the last five years: two, thirteen, five, three, and nine. And I believe that year he finished five. He missed uh he missed a couple of games because what of about fifteen? Uh, thir- what do you mean? Thirteen? No. What was the what's the highest he's finished in a season? I thought it was fifteen. Oh, I uh, I don't know. There's, this was just over the last five years. Um, I I maybe in the maybe the year before it was fifteen. I I, I don't have that info right, readily right in front of me. But I'm just like his ability to play football is insane. He is a great running back. He has Dak back. That's only an upgrade. He's just never going to lose you your week. Now, he does not have the ceiling that some of these other guys do. I mean, yeah, no. he could he could go off, but you're not going to get a Chris McCaffrey, a Barkley performance. You're picking the Zeke. floor. You're picking the Zeke yeah, floor. Yeah, absolutely. Pick- and, and that's a lot of people when they get to the number five or number six pick this year, and they're like, do I take Zeke or do I take Taylor? Do I take Zeke or do you I take, take Zeke? I'm do taking Zeke. Do I take Zeke or do I take Kamara? Like a lot of people. I'm are taking like, Kamara. Oh, I'm taking Kamara. I didn't know he no, was on the I, table. I didn't know he no, was no, on no, the no. table. I, I, I am too, but I'm I'm saying a lot of people. Some people look at. We'll get to Kamara because he is obviously on this list. But there are people who go, no Drew Brees, Michael Thomas isn't playing. Our defense got worse. Like they just think that Kamara cannot possibly do it all. I think that's wrong. I think his volume is going to be off the charts. Uh, but again, we'll get to that. I'm just saying a lot of people when they're faced with Zeke or X, I always say go Zeke because it's the first round. You want to minimize your risk. And you're, it was, you're doing that when you pick Zeke. It was 13. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking that 2, 13, 5, 3, and 9. I was thinking he finished 15 instead of 13 his second oh, sure. year. But I was just basically saying like, was he hurt when he finished 13? Because I don't remember him having a year where he was worse than he was last year. I think, wasn't 13 the year that Romo hurt his back? A goldfish, dude. Not goldfish. 2013. Yeah, that's fair. Goldfish. Not 2013, but the year that he finished at 13. Anyway, uh, number five, we got Derrick Henry. How do you not have him as number one? How do you not have my... I don't... I. <laughs> Admittedly, I so, actually don't know who you have at number one, but how do you not have Derrick Henry, who... How did he, first off... How did he finish at number three and not number one last year when he had racked over 2,000 yards and 17 touchdowns? Was it just because he got no receiving yards? Uh, it's because Alvin Kamara had 21 touchdowns. What a freak. What a freak. Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Um, but Henry is athletically gifted. The, th- the Part of the reason he's That's not five. the only gift he's got, dude. He's also no, no. genetically gifted. He's a fucking yeah. freak. He's 6'3". 250 pounds and there's two of me yeah well he's just like the image i've got in the article here is him literally like ripping the helmet off of some poor houston texans player like because of the (laughs) stiff arm and no one can tackle this dude i mean part again this is ppr he only got 31 targets last year he usually doesn't need targets he's still gonna finish as 
a high finishing running back because of who he is and the way that offense is run. But they've got a new offensive coordinator. They also have Tannehill, who is a he's a good quarterback, but I mean he's really good because of the play action pass, and they don't get that unless they sell it. And selling the play action pass repetitively will beat your running back up. He has, I mean, like 681 attempts over the last two years. I'm not saying that this is the year that things are going to break down for him, but he does not have as much time as some of these other backs in the league. How old is he? It's very, how old is he? I'm Uh, curious. He's, he's older. 28. Uh, Let me uh, me see. Is he my age? (laughs) Is he a senior? Derek, he's 27. January 4th is his younger. uh, Wow. Younger than you. But I'm, he's, but still like for a running back, 27 years old. That's, that is old. You know, well, especially, especially considering how much work he gets during the season, yeah. he gets so much work. He gets so much action, and it's just like again, I'm not going to be the one to call his funeral for fantasy relevance, but I am going to say that you got to be on the lookout. I mean, there's a chance that this year he hurts himself. I mean, like it's just volume, 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 volume. Um, number four, Saquon. I don't think a lot of people have issues with this. Uh, I know he's coming off of a pretty terrible injury, but it's Saquon Barkley. I say it in the article. I said it on Reddit. I will say it to everyone I talk to. He is a generational running back talent. And I don't mean that the way that people just fucking throw it around nowadays. He is a legitimate generational running back talent. You know what I mean? It's not like... It's not like Najee Harris. Everyone's like, oh, he's generating. I'm like, he's not. He's a great running back, but he played for Alabama. And yeah, he's on the Steelers, but whatever. I mean, it's just not the same. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Not the generational thing, but my memory is a goldfish. So I really don't, I have no problem with this. I will be taking Saquon if I have the first three picks because I know he's going to go in the first three picks. That's just how good he is. Yes. Also, fun fact for all my crypto lovers out there, he is starting <laughs> to get paid in Bitcoin. He's actually one of the first athletes to structure I did not know his that. sponsorship deals. Yeah, not his NFL contract, but his uh, sponsorship deals mm-hmm. outside the NFL. He gets paid in Bitcoin now. I believe he also has like an NFT deal type thing where like you could buy an NFT, get a signed jersey, and then yeah. go out to dinner with him if you like, yeah. do his, which that's also kind of interesting. Um, number three, we've got Alvin Kamara, a freak. Um, he had finished number had, one. Did, he finished number he one. He did last finish year. number one under a thousand yards rushing, but he had 750 yards, uh, <laughs> re, like, uh, receiving yeah. like 83 receptions. That's 83 points alone for catching the ball in PPR. That's nuts. That is 21 nuts. total touchdowns. He had six touchdowns on the ground in one game last year. I know. Oh, I remember. I remember watching <laughs> Thanksgiving, that and, right? Yeah. I remember watching That's, that and just uh, being like, I, I, I don't. I am taking. Actually, I'm trying to think. Uh, my draft order this year sucks. I'm not going to be taking any of these guys because I have the number what, fifth pick. The fifth pick? The fifth, fifth pick, pick is. The fifth it's pick little... is not terrible. It's not the worst. I, I have an article actually coming out here in the next uh, couple weeks. It's about why picking from the the six, seven, eight spot is absolute hell. Um, <laughs> and because because you you miss the turns, you miss out on the elite talent, and you're always waiting in the middle. It's awful. I fucking hate it. Um, that's me this year. Yay, that's me. But 
Kamara, you're not going to go wrong with him either. I know people are concerned that he's going to break down just because of the way that they're going to use him, but his volume will be nuts. He's still kind of young. He is athletic and crazy talented. There's no way that he doesn't finish. Have you three. seen the drills that he does, the balancing drills where he's like balancing yeah, on medicine the, ball and like trying to catch stuff and just keeping his center of gravity? Like they, they've got the the rubber, they look like jacks, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and they've got red, green, and yellow on them. They throw in the air and they say green and he has to catch it by the yeah. green one. That's crazy. But like literally you will look at him and he's like getting tackled and he somehow is able to stay up on his feet in the field of play and you're like, uh-huh. how does he do it? Well, it's because he's doing all these fucking all crazy ass drills. Yeah, he's doing all these crazy drills. It's it's working. It's working. <laughs> Number two, uh, Dalvin Cook. This man is a phenomenal runner, just pure runner. It's the way that their offense is designed as well. It's similar to Derrick Henry, so I'm never going to be worried about volume. He does right. miss a game or two each season. Just I don't know if it's load management or what, but he has been hurt before. Um, he caught the ball 44 times last year. He had over 1500 yards. They gave him 312 touches and they threw the ball last year more than they have ever thrown the ball with him there and cousins there. I think that they're going to revert back to, uh, to running the ball just a little bit more. If he sees 325 touches, I will not be shocked. I would lock and load him into any running back, uh, one spot, like at the two all day long, all season long. I uh, yeah no no complaints here with Dalvin Cook, uh he was number two running back so it went what Kamara at number one last year Cook at number two and then Derrick Henry at number three, yeah. uh I think I'm taking Derrick Henry over Cook though this year if I had the chance really I think I would I think I would I, uh, there are people who would you know you for that yeah I just I don't know man I there's something maybe it's just because he's the Vikings and. Who cares about the <laughs> you know, uh, and number one, no, that's, no a one's dig, be that's, a, that's a dig at one specific person that we know. That's a dig at one specific person who cares about the Vikings. That it's I'm from Iowa, so that's a dig for a lot of specific people. I know. No, 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 but one specific person. No, yeah, it's B3T uh, number, sports analyst Alec. Uh, no one's gonna be surprised. Number one is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's just obvious, like the way he catches the ball, the way he runs. I mean, he is basically a wide receiver. At the oh, it has nothing position. to do with that you're a huge Panthers no. fan. No, there's no I, bias here. No who, bias. Who you take a number one overall if you get the number one pick? I mean, it's... Kamara. Kamara, I'm taking number no, one. No, you're not. Yes, you're, I am. You're insane. I'm, no, I'm you're, not insane. You're insane. He was the number one running back last year. How could he not be the number one running back this year? Saquon and McCaffrey are both healthy and going to play 17 games. I mean, I, I mean, hope unless, so. unless, unless, I hope unless so, you're a believer but... that like, are you a believer in the injury prone thing? Cause that's a really polarizing. I do. Yes, I you am. Do believe in that. Okay. I definitely do believe that 100%. I think, I, I think it depends on the injury. Obviously, like, I think if you've got like, for example, back injuries, lower back injuries, those plague players, I feel like for a long time, I feel like upper ankle injuries can sometimes be like, oh, they can linger for a lot longer. Things like wrists, things like, uh, uh, rib displacements or like shoulders. I'm never really too concerned. Shoulders with quarterbacks, maybe, but even so, I don't really see those things linger. Um, although, as somebody who does fantasy projections, it is really hard. Like I, to me, I have to sit and just assume every player is going to play every game because it's really hard to sit here and go, "Yeah, Joe no, Mixon I, might miss two games." I do. I like. What do I do? You know. Um, but I mean, I, again, if. Some people could be scared that McCaffrey maybe could get re-injured, but in PPR, I think Christian McCaffrey is just, he only played in three games last year. 
And even in those games, the lowest he he finished like on a week basis is like running back three, number three on the week. Yeah, no, he's a free CMC top three pick. Look, it it really here's what the top three picks are going to be. Actually, out the top four picks, they're going to be uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, in any yep. of those orders. Any of those orders, if you have the top four picks this year in fantasy, you are an idiot if you don't pick one of those four guys. Yeah, unless you're playing in a crazy format, I don't see any right. way that you're not. Yeah. Uh, also in this article, I, I just wanted to point it out. Check the bye weeks. Everyone, Some people who are new to fantasy freak out about bye weeks. Obviously, you don't want all of your starters to have the same bye week. That very rarely happens. But make sure you're just taking a look. You don't want to like have your star players be on a bye week and then your next week have your secondary star players be on a bye week together. Don't let it influence you too crazily, but just make sure you know. I've got a list in here who's got bye weeks and where. Uh, and then also we've got, obviously, the top 48 list. Top 48, honorable mentions. I do want to give honorable mentions to... Number one, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a very weird running back because I don't know if Gruden likes him or not. If Gruden liked him and they were actually running the ball as much as, say, Dalvin Mm -hmm. Cook gets the ball, Derrick Henry gets the ball, Josh Jacobs would be definitely in the top 12. Definitely in the top 12. But for some reason, John Gruden uses him in the weirdest way. I don't understand They just, they don't. It's either they don't trust him or they just have an idea for like what they want their offense to be that doesn't include that. But he's not a true three down back. They have they just brought in uh, what's his name uh, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake they signed this year in the off season. They had the chance to just not sign anyone and let Josh Jacobs be the guy, and they didn't want to do that. So that tells me that they want to spread the ball a little bit more. They only really have one receiving threat, and it's Darren Waller. I guess they've got. Uh, What's his name from Clemson? I can't think of his name uh, from two years ago. Uh, Renfro, Hunter Renfro is there. Oh yeah. Um, I, I what about Mister? What just, about the the really fast guy? The really fast guy. Oh, wide receiver. Um, he like uh, he literally catches like ninety year ninety yard balls, or he'll like finish with a goose egg, or he'll get like twenty points a game because yeah. I can't remember his name. But uh, Hen- Henry Ruggs. Yes, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs the third. He the is third. also very fast. They got John Brown on that team too. Smokey John. Yeah, Brown. Smokey B. He's, they have fast receivers. Well, we'll see. Um, I like re- I like Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette at pick thirty three and thirty four. Just a nice so, little bundle. Although Ronald Jones gets the majority of the carries down in Tampa Bay. The thing about those two players specifically is that you could. <laughs> I don't want them on my team, even though like Ronald Jones will have weeks where he's a running back oh, yeah. on the week. For sure. It's just you you don't know who's gonna who's it gonna be. So unless one of them gets hurt or somebody gets traded or something, I don't want to be holding the bag on that. Um maybe in the late, late, late rounds when you're like, okay, dart throw, and you can pick them both. But even then, I'm I don't want to be in a position where I'm sitting every week having to decide who am I starting. It's just a big hassle. I don't like to do that in fantasy. And then two uh, two running backs that I'm mm-hmm. very excited about this year. One, number 23, Mike Davis. Go Cox. He should be the <laughs> running back one down in Atlanta with Todd Gurley gone. Okay? Yep. And then I have high hopes, high, high hopes for Chase Edmonds in Arizona. Pick number 26 that you have uh, because I drafted him in Dynasty a very long time ago, and I've been waiting for his yeah. comeuppets. I've been waiting I, for his comeuppets. He can catch, too. He's a good receiver. Can. And 
they the, here's the thing they did sign James Conner uh, he's the running back too there I don't know if James Conner's got anything I don't know what their plan is to do like with them but I've seen uh, Edmonds be a phenomenal running back. I think he's got good vision. I just Arizona. It just when and if, whenever it's similar to the Bucks, where you've got Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones, just two running backs who are capable, and you don't know what the team's going to do. It's really hard to kind of project that out. But I think he's talented. So I do too, and I'm hoping for a big year. And then last but not least, your pick number sixty nine, grapefruit. Grapefruit. <laughs> Normally, you can only get this technique in one of my classes, but I wanted to share this with you because I believe every man should get grapefruited. When you grapefruit your man, it's going to feel as if you are giving him head and fucking him at the same time. Every time I come around your city, bling, bling. Every time I come around your city, bling, bling. Every time I come around your city, bling, bling. Every time I come around your city, bling, bling. Every time I come around your city, bling, Summers and wave runners, chains on my niggas like slave runners, drug dealers anonymous. Valentino summers and wave runners, chains on my niggas like slave runners, drug dealers anonymous. How many Madonnas can that Mazda fit? My brick talk is more than obvious, it's ominous. Garage is the phantom, goose, ghost, and goblins. Blind mohawk the collection, I'm Dennis Rodman. No better feeling will he ever get than being grateful. No better feeling would he ever get. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. Time to hit the showers because baths are for babies.